Welcome to episode 19 of Rising Tide Radio, the podcast for female leaders who lift each other up. I'm Jennifer Hogan, one of your hosts, along with my friend, Allison Apsey. We love getting to connect with you and hearing from you when an episode is especially relatable. Join us for a discussion about leadership and life lessons that will leave you inspired and motivated. Hi, Jen. Hey, Allison. <laughs> I am Allison Apsey, an elementary principal in Michigan. I'm passionate about finding the beautiful lessons in everything we experience and about helping others thrive. And I'm Jennifer, a retired school leader in Alabama, and I'm a current education consultant. I'm very passionate about encouraging and empowering others to be their very best. Well, I'm thrilled to be here with you, Jen, in part two of our four-part series on well-being. And, and we want to kick us off with just defining what does well-being mean to us? And uh, we define well-being as listening to your heart, your mind, and your body, and then taking specific action based on what you hear. This careful listening and action steps lead us to becoming the best versions of ourselves. This contributes to our own personal satisfaction with life and allows us to be the people we want to be for everyone around us. The roadmap to personal well-being looks different for everyone, but there are some universal truths and ideas that can help us all. And uh, we look forward to continuing to explore them in this four-part series. And like I said, this is part two in our series. Yeah, and I'm so glad we're doing this series, Allison. Um, this is just so important, especially right now, the times that we're living in. And um, to our listeners, Allison and I are not experts on well-being, and there are times when we get out of practice, but we have some experiences that we want to share, um, and we hope that, that you'll find that what we're sharing is helpful. Um, we can't talk about well-being without talking about healthy bodies. And I'm going to share a personal experience later about my well-being and exercise. Um, But I do want to say that we're not talking about the size of clothes a person wears or a person's outward appearance. We just want to talk about the importance of moving your body and how it affects your overall well-being. And we're also going to talk about having a healthy mind. And that includes thoughts, mood, and influences. So let's dive in, Allison. Yes, Jen. So um, I appreciate how you just put that disclaimer out there. We are not experts. We are healthy works in progress, right? But absolutely. We do have a passion, um, a shared passion for a healthy mind and a healthy body. And we are continuing always to learn and grow in this area. So I, Mm -hmm. I just appreciate having this opportunity to have this discussion. And we know that having a healthy body takes work. And so does having a healthy mind. We are our own storytellers. There's not one single person who talks more to me in a day than I talk to myself. I like the way that you said that. (laughs) I mean, it does make me sound crazy, but it is actually true. And so often we would never say to someone else the things that we say to ourselves. And, you know, that starts from the moment we wake up in the morning until the minute we go to sleep at night. And, and I have to admit that my alarm felt very early this morning and I did say a four letter word to myself first thing when I woke up, (laughs) but I I caught myself and I quickly realized it and followed that F-bomb with 
uh, thank you. Like I paused and I said, thank you in my head to celebrate the new day in front of me. And just, I'm thankful to, to wake up. And I just, I continually think about what am I filling my mind with? Are we filling our minds with healthy self-talk throughout the day? And if not, could that be a great goal to talk to yourself as you would talk to your best friend? What a great check, you know, for, for ourselves, for us to ask ourselves, what is our self-talk throughout the day? Are we filling it with healthy self-talk? Just like, you know, we, we talk to ourselves about the food that we put in our bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, is that healthy? Is it not healthy? The same goes with self-talk and, and, and too, like you said, um, sometimes we talk to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to our best friend. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and we as humans are social creatures and interaction is so important. So I think that part of having that healthy mind is to fill that need that we have, you know, with others. And, and it's been so hard, um, during this pandemic when we have been so isolated and separated, um, from others. Now, you know, some of us thrive more than others from interaction, uh, but even with those differences, it's still important to make those connections, those those in-person connections. And, um, you know, one thing that's happened, like I said, through this pandemic is that reduction. And it's been really hard on people not to see loved ones and family. You know, thank goodness we're getting back to being able to do those things. Um, but we can find other ways to connect and we can use technology that way. Uh, one of my friends and her extended family they have a Zoom call every Sunday evening, and it's been really cool to, to talk with her throughout this past year about how much they have connected, and they're connected even more now than they were before uh, because they're making that weekly call and sort of a check-in with each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, ha- you know, we have these tools like Voxer, Zoom, we have our phones, we can call and text so that we can stay connected to those people who lift us up and those people who give us healthy talk um, to us, those people who are positive. And, you know, these are opportunities too to share worries, um, those things that are weighing us down. And and we can do that with a trusted person, how important it is that um, for our own healthy minds that we are able to unload a little bit about those things that we worry about, because we can all help each other share burdens as well as those celebrations. And that always adds to the richness, richness of our lives. Yeah, that's so true, Jennifer, that mm. having those and actually in studying um, Dr. William Glasser's choice theory, he said that you really only need one strong, positive connection in your life to um, stay satisfied and live an effective life. And, and for some of us, we need more than that. And for other, others, just having that one strong, positive, healthy connection um, can, can pull us through. So, and, but, we, but we have to have those connections. And we like to think that, well, I'm connected to you know, my dog or my cat who greets me every day, and that's wonderful. And mm-hmm. those can be very comforting connections, but they don't replace the human connections. So true, so true. And it's ironic that we're talking about this um, because we all want to continue to think that this pandemic is over and that we're able to kind of move back into regular life. But I'm in the process of recovering from COVID. So I have been isolated for the past, you know, eight days or so Mm -hmm. as um, I'm fully vaccinated, but I got very sick. 
And of course I have the, the period of isolation and, and I was fortunate kind of, I guess, fortunate in that my family also had COVID at the same time. So we didn't have to isolate from each other. We were able to mm. still like function as a family and we have resources like we can get groceries delivered and, and family and friends who will do porch drop-offs for us. So we've been able to, to function pretty well. Um, and I, so I'm vaccinated, I'm careful, but I caught COVID anyway. And I had several days of fevers and headaches over the course of, and over the course of this past week, I've progressively felt better. And now it just feels like I have a head cold with um, tiredness. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, was trying not to cough as you were just talking, Jennifer. So I'm ho- hopeful I don't, <laughs> but you know, as I stared COVID down, I was so grateful that regular exercise is a part of my daily routine because, you know, they talk about the impact that COVID can have on breathing and on your lungs. And, you know, that's, it's, it's scary. Um, Now my weight fluctuates up and down constantly and has since I was in junior high, but it's a battle. I will never surrender. But even when I'm not eating the way I should, I have learned that I still need to move my body every day. And I try to get up early and do the elliptical and some strength training. And then I try to get a walk in every evening. And I used to run and I enjoyed running and I I admire people who run. And once in a while I will, but I stopped focusing on how I was moving my body and just focused on moving and enjoying the process. And for me, that shift was crucial because it used to be like, okay, if I was eating right, then I was exercising. Or it was like I was doing nothing. I was eating poorly and I wasn't exercising. So now at least I'm always exercising, which I feel like was huge help in in battling COVID, especially this past week. And I shifted my focus from exercise being something I had to do to exercise being something I get to do for myself. And just focusing on moving and enjoying the process was crucial in that shift for me. Um, And I just walked two very slow miles today. And that was huge news in my COVID recovery. So I'm very thankful that that moving my body and that healthy habit is a part of my daily routine. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you're feeling better. And I I just loved how you said that you quit focusing on how you were moving and just focused on moving, you know, and enjoying whatever it was that you're doing. I just, I love that because sometimes we think, oh, if I can't run, then I can't do anything. Or we get so focused on, you know, a specific exercise that I think that's awesome. And, and kudos to you for staying active, especially as you're going through your COVID recovery. I think that's probably helping with your recovery. Do you? Yeah. 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 You know, there's been studies on exercise and how it affects mood and emotional well-being. And, and I'm going to share a link in the show notes um, to a book titled Spark by John Rady. And it shares a ton of research and case studies of the mind body connection and you know, I think I really had my first realization of that connection. I read a book, oh my gosh, a long time ago. I think I was, it was probably like early nineties and Jeez. the book, yeah, the book was called the psychic power of running. I know it's kind of a, a woo woo name, mm-hmm. but yeah, but after reading it, um, it really made me realize how much of my physical activity helped me mentally and emotionally. It just, it just connected the dots for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I'd always exercise, but I guess I just didn't, I wasn't really aware 
have that self-awareness of how much it helped me. And, and I also realized too, just by reading this book, um, that I'm not alone, you know, in those feelings. There are other people who understand how the power of moving helps mental and emotional states. And, and I just want to encourage our listeners um, to make time to move their bodies daily. Um, when I was a principal, I hate to even share this, and I have shared it before, I think, but when I was a principal, it was a time period when I only exercised five times in two years. Which is blows my mind. Yeah. Knowing how too. active you are. Me too. Even looking back, it's hard to believe because I know how much I like to be active. But during that time, I was not taking care of myself. I, my well-being was not being taken care of. And, and I was stressed and I was not helping myself to deal with the stress. Um, you know, walking like, like you did today, walking is free. It's easy to do almost anywhere. Now, you just heard me say that I didn't take care of myself for the two years that I served as a school principal. So I know that even though walking is easy to do, it can be hard when your mindset is not there. Like I get it. Um, but here, here, I want to share an idea for getting in daily walking. Um, and, and really, it starts with telling someone that you want or need that walk. You know, find a trusted person. That person can be your accountability person. It can be your encourager. But it's just been found that when you have that accountability piece, that you're more likely to complete whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, and if you work mm -hmm. in a school, yeah, if you work in a school, and I wish somebody had said this to me. I, I never told anybody that I was um, needing that back then. But, um, you know, you could pack your tennis shoes, you can walk inside your building, outside your building after the kids leave. Um, at my last school that I was that I just left, that I just retired from one of our PE teachers posted arrows inside the building and it marked a one mile path through our building. And so teachers could walk during their planning periods or before or after school and they knew the route that it would take, you know, to get a mile in or if they wanted to do more than that. Um, however, it can fit in your schedule. I just think it's so important for us to make that time for exercise. And it starts with mindset, truly. It so does. And yeah. Jenny, I just made some connections to some of the things that you've shared, just some simple changes. Um, having a standing desk, I have a standing desk. Uh -huh. And yeah. so there's a few purposes. And one is because it is healthier to stand than it is to sit. But mm -hmm. as a principal, it also keeps me on the move. Like I don't mm -hmm. want to sit down and get comfortable at my desk when students and staff are in the building. I want to be out and about in the building. So if I'm standing, then I'm kind of always in that, that movement. Um, and then the other thing is we do movement Mondays at school. So staff can wear um, workout clothes, tennis shoes, encourage their students to wear um, kind of workout gear on Mondays. And then we try to incorporate a lot of movement into our Mondays to get us going for the week. And it just kind of sets the stage for a great week. And when I wear my workout clothes and my tennis shoes, I get almost twice as many steps on Mondays that I do than I do in other days. And that means I'm out and about, I'm more active. I'm playing with the kids at recess. So, um, principals like pack those tennis shoes, but not just to, to walk around, but just to, to wear for a few hours, at least through recess time or something so that you're more comfortable and more active. That is amazing. And that's such a, a great idea that, you know, some of our listeners could take back to their principals or their administrators. And, you know, I would just encourage anybody to reach out to you, Allison, to hear more about um, your Mondays, because that is such an amazing idea. Uh, what a great start to the week. 
It is. Our yeah. staff loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just appreciate the resources that you shared too, Jen. And and I'm excited to continue to feel better in this COVID recovery. I feel like that that like head fog cloud has lifted. So like my brain is not as tired, which is wonderful. And I'm I'm really excited about renewing my commitment to treat my body right because my body has treated me right through this recovery. And, and that's with the food that I put in my mouth and exercise. And, um, but then also renewing my commitment to be a kind storyteller to myself throughout the day. Oh, I love that. You know, we're so grateful to all of our listeners. I'm grateful for for you, Allison, and, and getting to talk about this topic and all and share our experiences in leadership and, and just to get to share with others and, and to all you listeners, especially those who are rising tides for us personally, as well as those around you, we just thank you. And we hope that all of you will visit our blogs and reach out to us on social media. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. You can use the hashtag rising tide radio. We just thank you for allowing us to be a part of your journey and spend some time with you today. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful movement-filled week. That sounds fantastic. Thank you. Until next time.